Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with the Fasab Nigeria. So first off, we advise that after listening to this audio, you do research on the architectural elements we're going to mention. Moving on, we'll start off with ancient Greece. In classical architecture, three orders of columns originated from ancient Greece. You have the Doric, you have the Ionic, and you have the Corinthian. The Doric is associated with the male sex, while the Ionic is associated with the female sex. Historians say that why the Ionic is associated with the female sex is because in Greek societies, there was a certain way the women parted their heads, and that is what led to the inspiration of the Ionic columns, which have volutes circling into the capitals of the columns. Corinthian column. According to architecture historian V. Trivis, he said that a local sculptor, Kalimachus, probably an Athenian, drew acanthus leaves going around a votive basket, and that is why the Corinthian, amongst every other classical order of column in classical architecture, is said to be the most detailed and the most regal. So, how do you identify a Doric order of column? Because if you think about it, the Tuscan order as well, which originated from ancient Rome, is also similar to the Doric order. But the interesting thing about the Doric order is that it has no base and then it is smooth surface and it drops directly to the platform of the building. Unlike the Tuscan order which has a base. From ancient Rome is the Tuscan and the composite order of columns in classical architecture and the composite is influenced by the Corinthian columns although it is a mixture of the Corinthian capital and then Ionic capital. There is also something interesting about classical columns. Some are smooth surface while some are faced with flutings and fillets. Another element in classical architecture which is employed in Afro-Brazilian, Saro and British colonial style buildings in Nigeria is what we call the balustrades. And one interesting thing about the balustrade is that a single bal- a single one is called the baluster while a group is called the balustrades. And also a single one can consist of double balusters and also a single baluster. So if you look at a building like the St. George's Hall on Broad Street, it has single balusters which all grouped together are called balustrades. So if you look at the old secretariat as well, there are double balustrades on the balconies and then even as a group it's called balustrades. So as if you have a group of single balustrades it's called a balustrade. Also, a group of double balustrades is also called balustrades. Another element employed in colonial structures across Nigeria is what we call the coin. So, originally, the coin is also meant to sort of as the pillars that serve as a structural element to support the building but as time went on it became a decorative element as well and although these coins can be used on stone or brick buildings and sometimes they may seem to be extending from the original part of the building 
in such a way as to make it look like it is cut ashlar blocks of larger stones than the original bricks or even the stone blocks and sometimes when the coins are decorative other um, building materials can be used which can be stucco timber or any other thing the architect deems fit on the other hand a pilaster is also a structural element in classical architecture used on buildings which is to give the appearance of a supporting column although it is not in full force a column but also to articulate an extent of a wall and also serves as an ornamental function because most pilasters are capped on the capital with either Corinthian composite Doric Tuscan or ionic columns depending on the architect. Also, we like wave, which is meant to rest on the capital of columns as a lintel or beam, but on the other hand, some architects make use of it on doors as well, which is also supporting the columns as well of the doorways depending on the design of the doorway one of the most important parts of classical elements in classical architecture is what we call the interblatter and is basically called the superstructure of moldings which lies horizontally above the columns resting on their capitals they are a major element in classical architecture and they are usually divided into different parts which we're going to talk about. Why we call the interblature the superstructures because although it is divided into three parts, there are grandchildren under these three parts as well. And then you have the cornice, the frieze, and the archive, which are the three parts. And under the archive, we have the gute, under the frieze, you have the metope, the trigriff, under the cornice, you have the mutrials, the corona, the sima. Above the interblatcher is what we call the pediment, which is a very important part of neoclassical or classical building across the world. And a very important factor in consideration while designing a pediment for neoclassical buildings or a building influenced by the classical architecture is the tympanum of the pediment, which are sculptures on the pediment, although some buildings resolve to not using sculptures on the pediment and leave it plain. Another aspect of the pediment is also what we call the acroterion, which is at the extreme end of the pediment as a decorative feature as well. Also the tympanum, the sculptures on the tympanum are decorative elements as well. Now let's go back to the column. There are some parts of the column that are actually very important you have the on the capital you have the abacus you have the etchiness and you have the necking so the necking is very important in the form of the doric and the tuscanada for the fact that it is like a ribbon neck a ribbon tied around the neck or in like necklace basically so that's why it's called the necking and the main column it can also be referred to as the shaft while at the bottom of the column you have the stylo bait you have the stereo bait 
and you have the base as well depending on the classical order Every architectural element that we've mentioned can be traced back to temples in ancient Greece and ancient Rome as well. So we've come to the end of today's episode. I know it has been amazing. It has been awesome. We've learned a bit about classical orders in classical architecture. We've learned about decorative and structural elements in designing classical, neoclassical buildings, colonial structures and historic structures as well. And so we'll be recommending a book by Vitruvis which is the 10 books on architecture. It's a very informative book for those that want to research further. Um, if you like a PDF, please slide into our DMs. Again, our Instagram handle is instagram.com forward slash the facade Nigeria, T-H-E-F-A-C-A-D-E-N-I-G-R-I-A. I mean, you don't want to miss out on the interesting historical facts and old photographs that many people have never seen before that we dish out on our instagram page so we'll see you on our next episode don't forget to share our link with family and friends goodbye